Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Today's guest is Tom Giordano, who's the general manager of Suffolk Constructions, New York region. Suffolk is a construction management company that manages some of the most complex, sophisticated projects in the country, serving clients in every major industry sector, including healthcare, life sciences, education, gaming, transportation, aviation, government, mission critical, and commercial. Suffolk, which is America's contractor, is a national company with more than $5 billion in annual revenue, 2,600 employees, and main offices in Boston, which is their headquarters, here in New York City, Miami, West Palm Beach, Tampa, Estero, Dallas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and San Diego. It's a privately held company, and it's led by its founder and chairman and CEO, John Fish. But Tom is the general manager here of the New York region, and he's responsible for positioning Suffolk for future growth and expansion in the New York region. Prior to joining Suffolk, Tom was the senior VP and general counsel at Lendlease, which is a national construction management company, another big company with annual revenue of over $3.5 billion and a subsidiary to a global public real estate company. Tom earned his Juris Doctor from Fordham University School of Law and serves on the New York Citizens Budget Commission and a number of other educational and charitable non-for-profit organizations. Tom, it's great to have you here, and I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Dan. I'm happy to be here, too, and appreciate you having me. So, Tom, thank you for being here today. Just give me a little bit of background on you and and yourself and and how you got into the construction industry. Sure. Uh, Happy to. So, look, originally I was I think I probably am the furthest you would ever think would be in construction. I I was an English major in college and a philosophy minor. I ended up going to law school and something in my mind told me that I should pursue a career in litigation. I started out as a general litigator and by accident started representing clients who were involved in disputes on construction projects. What I came to realize is that they were mostly miserable during that construction process, that litigation process, certainly in, in dealing with the litigation process. And even often after it was concluded, nobody seemed really happy. I was so unbelievably impressed with what had been created. You know, it was a tangent to that forming what formed that litigation. What I came to realize over time is that by the time parties started to argue and fight with one another, it was really too late to create meaningful solutions. So from my perspective, a lot of the success of these projects and what you see, these impressive artifices that we see, are the result of careful upfront planning, commercial discussions, and getting off on the the right foot of a relationship that lends itself to success. And that's where I really started to focus. I left the practice of law as an outside counsel and joined Lendlease as really as an in-house counsel and eventually migrated more to the business. Uh, it was a natural progression for me and something that I've really enjoyed. So how do you feel about starting off in law? Do you think it gave you an advantage uh, going to the business side of the construction industry? I mean, do you go into your knowledge of being a former attorney to help in your current role or is it really a completely different job? I think it helps if you think about contractor, really the the fundamental aspect is contract, which is an agreement. I think most lawyers spend a lot of focus on what it means to make an agreement. So I think there's some, you know, sort of general fit there. I think really the challenge is to start to look at the world through 
practical commercial lens. And I think that involves refocusing from what I would say the legal lens. And I think if you're able to make that transition, it can be really helpful. If you don't make that transition, I think it can be a hindrance in being able to accomplish. So I think it's a good background. It's good training, but I think it requires really some modification of approach. So I know I gave the background of Suffolk Construction, but maybe you could share a little bit more about the company and your role focus in, in the New York region. Sure, Josh. So Suffolk Construction, it's in its 41st year. It was founded by John Fish, who was, remains its sole shareholder and chairman. The name of it is Suffolk because uh, John came from Boston. Suffolk is the county in which Boston is located in Massachusetts. And it really did start out as a local construction management company. Over the past 40 years, as you referenced, John and the company have grown significantly. We're now in 10 offices throughout the country. We're doing about $5.5 billion in revenue, and we operate across diverse sectors throughout the country. I think you've named most of them. Suffolk has been in New York for going on eight years and has really seen some unprecedented growth in this region over the past two and a half. So we're excited about New York for the long-term prospects of New York. We certainly see the, the headwinds that we're all facing here and throughout the country, but we see a New York City as the eternal city, or one of the eternals, maybe the eternal city in the United States and a great place for, for opportunity. So. so what would be some of the projects that you worked on that uh, maybe our listeners would know? One I can certainly mention is the iconic Waldorf Astoria. Sure. We are now involved in repositioning that hotel to be a, while preserving really the beauty of, of the hotel from its origins a century ago, we're, go, we're, we're trying to restore some of that beauty and update it to, you know, modern luxury and also add 18 floors of condominiums on top of 18 floors of hotel. So I think that's one that everyone should know. Really challenging project, but also a beautiful repositioning and restoration of I would say, you know, an international iconic landmark. And when is that set to be completed? Well, it'll be in phases. We're shooting for 2025 for the hotel. Great. Yeah. Condo is help is, you know, thereafter in phases. Any other projects that you think would be of that magnitude that people would know? Well, I don't know if they know, but you know, we're involved right now and we're really focused on healthcare in this area. We'll be building a six-story pavilion in Hopog for Northwell Health. You know, they say that healthy people have uh, 10,000 dreams and, and uh, unhealthy people only have one, and that is to get healthy. And um, we feel strongly about being involved in that industry. We think there's a lot of value to be added and that it's a growing sector in this area where it can really help to transform lives. We like to be a part of it. For New York in particular, for, for the five boroughs of New York City, what do you see as some of the other opportunities beyond healthcare? We like aviation. I think there's room for, you know, as part of the infrastructure bill and really the needs of this city. We like aviation, like higher education. We think that there are opportunities in higher education, especially where it may uh, intersect with life sciences. We'd like to see some more mission critical, which would be data centers. You know, we think that would be an area for growth. And Look, we all know about affordable housing. It's something that needs to be addressed. And we see that that's an area where there's just great need. We need to find a plan as a state and move forward. 
Do you work in all different regions based on the part of the country that you guys are working on, or is it that your specialty is in specific areas? Look, I think you know, there certainly are areas of the country that have focuses on specific areas, and thus you have tendencies to be doing more projects of that nature in those regions. But we like to think that we become national in approach where we can. Aviation would be an example where we're, we're operating in many other parts of the country and think we have the underlying expertise to add value in the New York region. We have extensive experience in gaming throughout the country, but obviously in New York, everyone knows there's conversation about offering those casino licenses in the state. We're having conversations with those stakeholders right now. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, well, there'll be three of them, that's for sure. Yeah. So how is doing business in New York City different from some of the other markets you're in, whether it's you know, things that you're able to apply from working here or, you know, some of the challenges of New York versus other parts of the country when it comes to construction? I think it becomes a very, in its own way, a parochial business that's founded on good, strong relationships. So I would say maybe that's not unique, but certainly the chemistry of relationships in New York is unique as opposed to the chemistry of relationships in any other city or area of the country or the world for that matter. What I would say is somewhat unique about New York is its scale and its density offer a lot of challenge, logistical challenges, especially in the boroughs with respect sure. to the process of construction. It also has that foundation of bedrock that lets you put up structures that are much higher than you can in most other cities. So it has that sort of uniqueness to it that makes it really spectacular. Yeah. I would say that, you know, there's something about it that's just an in, what I'm going to call an intangible magic that seems to pervade this area for time immemorial. And it's hard to put your finger on, but it's there. You know, I feel like a big thing being talked about now is AI, artificial intelligence, I feel like is being used across all walks of life and industries. And I'd love to hear from your perspective you know, what impact it's having on the construction industry, you know, if any, where Suffolk sees it going. Yeah, it's a great question on a little tangent. Somebody told me the other day that um, AI was able to pass the bar in all 50 states, which is amazing to me, the amount of effort I put into passing it. It's amazing. You know, it really just seems like it's going to go into every part of our lives and, in, and across every industry, it'll have some application. It really is. I think we're still trying to conceive of it before it's so big and so pervasive that we're still trying to get our minds around what it's going to mean for us, even as humans, let alone as business people. Listen, plus you were able to raise so much money. So a lot of people must really believe in it. Yeah, indeed. So, you know, you mentioned you were a lawyer before you got into construction. What advice would you give to young people looking to pursue a career in construction? Do they need to go to law school first? Is it a growing industry? Are there opportunities? I mean, what would you say to people that are thinking about getting into the industry? Yeah, Josh, that's a great question. For I guess, first, I would say that, no, you don't need to go to law school. You certainly don't need to go to law school. On the other hand, I don't think you need to be an engineer. I think both can be helpful. From my perspective, I would say the real, the sole criteria is to have a sense of wonder and appreciation of what's created through the construction process. You know, and I think you know, what that breeds generally is a, an active curiosity. I think if you have that, it's a good start. 
I think a lot of what you learn is we don't really build buildings, we build people. We invest a lot in our people as you know, being problem solvers, knowing how to lead, knowing how to find solutions, I think is really key. Uh, and I think one of the beautiful things about the industry is that we do get to watch this very real and physical transformation of the environment in which we live, that you can just has a very, what I would say, lasting and tangible effect is very satisfying. It's good to be in an industry where you can see your work firsthand and, you know, realize it's going to be there for a while. <laughs> it is. I'm looking in the background at the the Montauk lighthouse that you have in the back of your screensaver. And you yep. think about how that endures and how, you know, the efforts that are being made right now to preserve it, right? And I think that's one of the things that makes it really fun and interesting, right? It really shapes our perspective. It shapes our landscapes. It shapes the way we interact with our environment in a really meaningful way. So it's a fun industry and it, it will never be, it will transform. It'll change. The materials will change. What's being built and what sectors will change, but there will always be construction. There will always be building. We'll always need to create places where we work and live and are healed and function and you know, all of those things that touch our humanity. So, yeah, well, listen, one of the things that we love to cover in our media is ribbon cutting. So you'll have to let us know when that uh, Northwell building is done. We would be happy to. Yeah, we love that. We would that. be happy to, Josh. Yep. Well, Tom, it's been great having you on the show and pleasure to get to speak with you. Thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, same here. Thanks so much for having me. It's great. To listen to our podcast, visit us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us online at any of our major podcast networks.